what is going on everybody we're back with another episode of questionable for sunday i'm really looking forward to this one i don't know about you connor uh yeah i i feel like uh, we got some we got some changes in store for you guys i think this is going to be a great episode shout out amac looking forward to it uh but first oh, we, oh, also shout out my boys rob long and lee trollstein what up what up lee um, shout out starcraft brood war shout out true 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 we got our special guest joining us he's back from the wilderness we got chris what's going on chris what's going on guys what's Glad up chris how you doing back. man doing pretty good hey what'd yeah. you think of that uh diss track that uh came slamming your way just the other week i mean you know you heard me five minutes ago low-hanging fruit i you know i think tristan could have done better but he does have some fire beats and uh you know chris were you listening to it out in the wilderness there like was that a was that motivating you to hike a little farther oh yeah it definitely motivated me to get back into service to angrily message tristan about his diss track but what about the football oh, hanging fruit, what, what about the football season what, what the fantasy season what are you thinking so far what's what's, what's your thoughts dude, on what's going you know, on oh there I we mean, go big old deep breath it's, it's, that says everything be, this is probably going to surprise everyone but you know quite pleased to be two and one uh couldn't tell you how i got there um but you know we're gonna we're gonna keep going uh, with a w against ben this week uh i haven't really watched much football so still yeah like i said very pleased with the outcome well hey i i was the first one i think to really say it but i thought you had a really good draft and your team is is very solid uh you made you've made some highly questionable starting lineup decisions that have you know worked in your favor so some you know controversial good, good for you not, dude you know, good keep it rolling you know net. Just goes to show you that, uh, you know, fantasy football takes literally no skill. Literally. Yeah, Yeah, Chris, two and and one, Connor, one and two. uh, Just had to put it out there. Um, But yeah, Chris, we're glad to have you on today. Uh, Before we jump in today, we got a couple things we want to go over. Uh, The first is kind of a a little bit of a rule change or like kind of a new rule we're adding midseason because of COVID. Um, I'm sure you guys have all heard the news. The Titans had, I believe, three players test positive for COVID, and, um, and we don't know. It sounds like Monday or Tuesday their game could be played, but there is the potential that their game against the Steelers this week could be canceled. Um, so shout out to Spencer. He saw a tweet, a discussion today going on Twitter about a rule some leagues were implementing, and that's uh, and, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna implement it as well. Uh, basically, if you have a player that's playing in the Titans or Steelers game, you can declare a backup player. And if that player is, if the game is either postponed or that player tests positive for COVID and is out, then your backup player um, will just be manually uh, impl- adjusted into your roster. Um, you need to declare the backup before your backup, uh, before the game your backup is playing and kicks off. So before that player locks you need to declare them as your backup um, right and please give you those that information to eric because i'm actually going to be out of town till uh, saturday night without any access to service so, so. what we'll do connor is we'll, we'll open up like a covid discord channel and uh people will just be able to yeah, declare their good. backup good in point there. actually and yeah you, i like that a lot and you can only pick one backup so well i mean backups. one backup yeah per player who per player, is yeah. having a game postponed so due like to COVID. like right. i'm playing jerry this week he has johnny smith so uh if he, I don't know if Jerry has a second tight end, but he could declare that tight end as his backup, leave John Smith in his starting lineup, and if the Titans game ends up getting canceled, he would just get that backup's points add into his lineup. Um, I think that covers. I think it's pretty straightforward. But if you have any questions, uh, you can just 
you know, throw something in the Discord and and we'll get it figured out. Yeah, the COVID text channel is now active, so awesome. heads up everyone. So that's where you guys, that's where we'll declare our our backup players. And this is not just for this week; this is for the rest of the season. Um, so you know, there's the potential that other games could potentially, um, you know, be put in limbo. So we're gonna leave that open. Um, but yeah, let's get jumping in today's pod. You know, uh, last week we did the podcast, AMAC came on, great guest, and after the podcast we had a great discussion just about uh, Questionable for Sunday and um, the podcast we've been having this season. Um, I know for myself, and I and I believe for Connor as well, we maybe kind of felt the first, the first few episodes of the season were kind of a little dry, kind of like we were repeating what we did last season. Obviously what we did last season was great. You know, having a podcast um, for the first time of the season was awesome. I know myself, I enjoyed it every week. Connor, I, I you know, I'm sure you enjoyed it as well. It was great having Probably everyone at least on. At least 90%, 90% of the weeks, I would it, say. I it was it. great having everyone on as guests, and it was a new thing, and I think everybody enjoyed it. Um, but I kind of feel like the first episodes this season, um, we were just kind of repeating the same things, and it was getting dry, and so we're switching it up. Um we want everyone to get involved. We're, we're kind of implementing some new segments. We're going to kind of shorten up the recap and the preview sections, not dive in so much to everyone's lineups and what happened, but really just open up more opportunities for to talk about the league and what's going on. And uh, you'll see it today, and I think you guys are going to like it. And if you have ideas or um, you want to get involved in some kind of way, reach out to myself or Connor and let us know what you're thinking and we'll we're, we're gonna look and try to get everyone involved um more often so even if you aren't a guest on the pod there's still ways you can get involved with it absolutely and I just want to add on top of that you know it kind of felt like we were past that honeymoon stage in a relationship where you know like maybe you're not fucking as much or you're not as like happy to see the person and like you feel like texting them is kind of a drag now you're like oh god like I haven't texted this chick in two days and she's hitting me up like needy but I think that, you know, with the influx of, of new blood and potentially some great ideas from AMAC, you know, we're going to we're going to bounce back. And uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful. I think that, you know, uh, obviously, because this is like the first time we're really going to try to mix things up. We had to have Chris on. Um, it just goes to show you. Um, and actually, on top of that, I also need to add. Um, some of the feedback we received is to talk less about the, the scores and stats themselves, which just goes along with the league. Like, I see the lineup decisions you guys make. You guys clearly don't give a fuck about statistics. <laughs> you guys want to see drama, and we're here to give you drama. All right, and, and with that being said, right off the bat, we got the debut of our brand new segment, Connor's Corner. Connor, take it away. All right, guys, so I'm not going to lie, man. I was really pissed off this weekend. In fact, not only was I pissed off the weekend, it actually flowed into my normal week, uh, my normal business week, you know? I'm trying to go to work. I got people trying to tell me what to do. I'm trying to tell other people what to do. We're all trying to buttfuck each other, and the whole time I'm getting pissed off that my team got ass raped last weekend. And it doesn't even make any sense, man. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Let's just take a look. Let's take a look at some of my lineup decisions, okay? Because my team is actually pretty decent. I played John Brown. John Brown, over two weeks, 11th most points for wide receivers, Okay. Darius Slayton, over two weeks, 14th most points for wide receivers, okay? Let's talk about Tannehill. Tannehill threw me up a goddamn goose egg, gets me like 12 points, okay? Even before the podcast started, Chris is giving me shit for not starting Joe Burrow, and I'm like, Chris, you fucking dumb motherfucker. Let me tell you why. <laughs> Tannehill played against the Vikings D, okay? Lineups.com, which is a proven track oh, yeah. record of advanced <laughs> sports journalism, ranked the Vikings as the 30th ranked defense in the league. 30th, Okay. If you look over the first two weeks of the year, the Vikings defense are 29th in allowed passing yards, okay? Three teams worse. They're also 29th in allowed rushing yards, three teams worse, okay? I expected, no, I knew 
that the Titans were going to fucking take a shit on the Vikings. And I was like, well, you know what? I know the Titans are going to go off. Tannehill's probably going to hit me 20 points. Easy peasy. He gets me 12.3. What a, what a goddamn joke, dude. The Vikings defense is not even owned in our league. Okay? I know that historically they've been good under <laughs> Mike Zimmer. But this year they are not good. They scored negative one points against the Titans. They're dog shit, bottom tier, ultra trash. John Brown had the 11th most points among wide receivers the first two weeks. Gets injured in the first quarter, never comes back, zero points. Darius Slayton has Sterling Shepard out, okay? All of a sudden, he's a big-name target over for the Giants. Gets me 4.8 points. The, fi- the fifth-best defense in all of fantasy football, the Washington Redskins, excuse me, the Washington football team, gets me negative two points <laughs> against the Browns, who are bottom-tier, dog-shit, trash. They're never going to win a championship. And even though I look like Baker Mayfield, I am not like him because my team actually wins championships as evidence of 2017. And actually, by the way, that championship I have is exactly one more championship than both Eric and Chris combined. Just want to point that out. Brandon Cooks, dude, gets me 3.8 points, dude. He had 13 targets through two games, okay? I didn't even really want to play him. The other problem I had was I had five guys who qualified for IR slots. I had five guys who were out. And unfortunately for me, there's only two IR slots for our starting roster. So I could, I was like, well, I guess I, either I cut all these guys who I want to hold on to or I just fucking play Brandon Cooks, which is ridiculous. So I don't know, man. It's, it's just all a bunch of shit. You know, like I would have never played Justin Jefferson. I know he had a good game. He only had 9.2 points over the first two weeks of the year. Who had more points than Justin Jefferson? Let's throw out some names over the first two weeks. Braxton Berrios, okay? He was on waivers <laughs> before this week. Now Quintes, remember my team? Yeah, Quintez Cephas. I know he was on okay. Curtis's team. That's how bad this guy was. He was on Curtis's team. <laughs> Jalen Gaiton. Who the fuck is Jalen Gaiton? Never heard of him. Javon Wims? Isn't that like a college football player? I don't even know, okay? But I don't know who the fuck those guys are. They all had more points through two weeks than Justin Jefferson. Okay, and it's like I made the great decisions. Mike Davis, dude, clearly outscored Deion Lewis. He went off. Hopkins had a great week. Clearly went off. Ertz had 10 points. I love it. That's what you want from your tight end. You want 10 points, man. So it's just absolutely insane to me. And what pisses me off the most, dude, what actually is just a fucking cherry on top is that I made it very clear to Ben that I like Josh Allen. Okay, I'm a big fan of Josh Allen this year. I think he's a solid quarterback. Ben has three quarterbacks. Last week, I hit him up for a trade talk. Really didn't make sense trading with someone that we were playing against. So we're like, you know what? Let's table this for next week. No problem. Sunday comes around. I watched the first two quarters of the Bills game at my, uh, in my apartment. I'm like, oh, it's you know, pretty cool. And all of a sudden, the Rams start playing pretty decently. There's a Bills bar about two blocks from my apartment. I go down there, man. That place is a goddamn party. I love Bills fans. I am officially out of the closet as a backup Bills fan. I want to move to Buffalo. Those people know how to party. Okay? Shout it was out a Bills great Mafia. Game. Dude, shout out Bill's Mafia. Shout out Amac's wife, okay? I know that she's from that area because he's hitting me up on some trades too. Doesn't matter, okay? So anyways, the weekend comes around. I fucking lose to Ben on piss. However, I'm like, you know what? Let's see if Josh Allen's still available. I hit Ben up. I'm like, hey, man, remember we're talking about that trade? You know, let's uh, let's go over it, you know? So I'm throwing out names. I'm trying to see how Ben assesses value. So I'm just throwing out a couple names. One of the names I throw out is Brandon Cooks. And I say, hey, Ben, would you be interested in Brandon Cooks? This is the exact text he, he gave sent back to me, okay? I can't even read this thing. This is absurd. This quote. So I asked him if he's interested in Brandon Cooks. He says, quote, I'm just not that interested in Cooks. Seems like Breeze lost all his arm strength. <laughs> ben Hazari thinks that Brandon Cooks is still on the goddamn Saints. He hasn't been on the Saints since 2016. That was four years ago and three teams ago. He's drafted by the Saints, no. traded to the Patriots, traded Jeez. to the Rams, traded to the Texans, okay? Literally. Fucking do research, dude. Research doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean anything. Because you can literally think that Brennan Cooks plays for the Saints and win your fucking fantasy 
uh, team on Sunday. Like, it's, it's absurd, dude. <laughs> I'm so fucking pissed off about it, okay? Fantasy football is so fucking stupid. It's like, oh, wow, dude, check it out. Like, my millionaire did a better job of throwing a children's toy than your millionaire. Therefore, I will give myself imaginary points to my imaginary team, which are more imaginary points that your imaginary team is getting, okay? It's, it, this, this hobby we have is a complete waste of time, okay? We have zero control over the outcome of our own hobby. All the other hobbies, my actions are meaningful, okay? If I want to actually do something with another hobby I have, I can, and I see results. But in fantasy football, you don't see any goddamn results because literally this is a fucking fake shit. It's absolute bullshit. It, all you fuckers listening right now, I know that you made fun of those fucking kids in like middle school and elementary school who were into like elves and goblins and shit and ghouls. Dude, that's exactly what we're doing right now. We're just adults, man. It's so fucking stupid. I'm done with fantasy football. I might even just sit next week out, man. I'm fucking pissed off. All right, I'm fucking done. Go ahead, Eric. Thank you. God. What a debut for Connor's corner. Wow. Just gotta Jesus. say, you know, Connor's sometimes. Brandon Cooks, dude, on the same. So, sorry, dude. So tough. Bruce has, uh, he has some arch strength. <laughs> you gotta be processed. Sometimes you gotta be process oriented. Oh my God. Over results oriented. I actually, this is how much I want Josh Allen. I, gla I glossed over that. I was just like, oh, he's on the Texans now. No problem. Back to Josh Allen because I know how, I know as a salesman, always be closing. Always be closing. And Except, so, however, it's 102, man. Speed it's of true. However, speed. I learned that Ben. Values Josh Allen very highly, even though he has three quarterbacks. So we did not work out a trade yet. Yeah, so. one, one last thing before we hop into our next part of the show, but uh, uh, Brandon Cooks for Josh Allen, what a shithole offer from UConn. Yeah, that's oh, awful. That, that was not that was not the offer. Let me just be honest. I was assessing his value based off of Ben's opinion of Brandon Cooks. What I forgot to mention or forgot to realize is that Ben Hazari has no idea who Brandon Cooks is. All right, <laughs> so. Uh, let's, let's quickly dive into the week three recaps here. We're just going to go over the just briefly touch on winners. Um, as I already mentioned, Ben and uh, a low scoring affair takes down Connor 106.7 to 89.1. Jerry, Jerry continues his dominance against Spencer 142.9 to 91.2. And anyone stop Jerry? Oh my god, Joe takes down Jordan 141.6 to 112.2. Joe to 3 and 0, Jordan to 0 and 3. Chris with the nice win over Andrew, 113.8 to 94.1. Hovi, the high scorer of the week, 145.8 to Curtis's 91.9. And I beat Tristan, 143.3 to 112. Um, just just quickly before we wrap up week three here, we have some highlights we wanted to hit on. Uh, Chris, what was your highlight from week three? I mean, you guys just heard Connor raging about it. Like, clearly the guy has no coaching acumen, so he, can't, he plays Brandon Cooks tries to trade him away for josh allen i mean i would say that's my highlight coaching acumen is if i'm actually coaching these players to do well in their when they play a children's game every I mean, sunday let's say right? connor McHugh okay. under most love digs i you know i believe that's the, where the coach is located so you know sometimes you make shit decisions uh connor we heard your low lights of the week do you do you have a highlight well, actually yeah, that's not even my low light of the week there was worse things going on in our league than Ben Hazari not knowing who Brandon Cooks was. My highlight of the week, actually, I think that uh, just thinking about the, the the managers themselves, I fucking hate that I have to do this. I got to give a quick shout out to Chris. He's two and one. I think that's pretty solid. Good job so on the that. opener. Shout out AMAC. Thanks for the win. Also, uh, Hobie had a quick bounce back, which, you know, he has a very solid team. I think he's been a little unlucky in the matchups the first couple weeks. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to point out, and actually I was going to talk about this later, but I'm going to talk about it now. I went back to 2019 and I looked at all the teams that started 1 2 or 0 3. There were actually five teams last year who started this season 1-2. Curtis, Joe, Jordan, Spencer, and Tristan. And there was one team that started 0-3. Uh, Chris, that was you, obviously. <laughs> right. Question for you, Eric. How many of those teams made the playoffs? Uh, could you name the names again? 
Curtis, Joe, Jordan, Spencer, Tristan, and Chris. I believe Joe was the only one who made the playoffs last year. Oh, did he? I don't think he made the playoffs last year. Oh. Uh, Anyways, I don't think Joe made the playoffs last year. Uh, I can I can check in about two seconds, but I don't really want to because it goes against the narrative I'm trying to portray. Right <laughs> feelings over facts. Fake news, dude. Big news. However, I just want to say that what's really interesting is that if you started at one, two, or less last year, you did not make the playoffs. But this year, we have seven teams, which are either one, two, or oh, three. And since we have six teams that make the playoffs, one of those teams, that's one, two, or oh, three, has to make the playoffs. So I just want to give a little hope for those at the bottom of the barrel, like myself, that it's not over just yet. However, you might as well just start buying rope, get the noose ready just in case. I like it. I like to see it. Uh, you know, no one, no one out of contention, uh, except Curtis and probably Jordan. But right digress. Uh, my highlights of the week. I have a couple here. One was watching Jarek McKinnon total seventy-seven total yards and a touchdown for fifteen two point fifteen point two face points after Connor poo pooed him during our trade negotiations last week. Didn't poo poo him. I did not uh, poo poo him. McKinnon, Being very clear. McKinnon has scored in double digits in all three weeks this season and is currently RB seventeen. Just wanted to throw that out there. Did you also uh, throw out the fact that Jeff Wilson Jr. actually scored two more points than Jarek McKinnon? He had twenty point two. So I mean, actually, you had Jeff the second McKinnon highest scoring 49ers running back That's last week. That's the only reason Jeff Wilson Jr. Oh, okay, was in gotcha. there, but I digress. Yeah, okay, uh, another gotcha. highlight here is shout out to Tristan. <laughs> Tristan currently owns the number one and number two scoring defenses this season. That's the Colts and the Ravens. And oh I think we can officially stamp Tristan as the defense whisperer because uh <laughs> last year he uh, owned the patriots steed by far oh number God, one defense yeah. this year you know he's already got the number one and number two defenses so uh shout out to spencer for uh throwing me that stat today as well damn dude spencer's actually Holy the statistician in the background <laughs> exactly spencer is just dropping nuggets for our pod today spencer needs to be that guy in this you know the, the office in the background just feeding stats exactly he's uh, in the annex for sure. Last week, we, last week we gave out the Mike Carey award for our good call of the week. This week we got our JP Lozman award. That's the bad <laughs> call of the week. Um, I don't know if all you guys know this, but before the creation of the EIG, some members of the league were part of an NFL.com league. And uh, there was a trade that went down before the season where like the main players involved were uh, Jordan trading JP Lozman to Spencer for Randy Moss. Uh, JP Lozman... Uh, as you can maybe guess, didn't go on to do much that season. Randy Moss set the NFL record for touchdowns caught that season with Tom Brady. Uh, so this is the bad call of the week, J.P. Lossman Award. Connor, I'll start with you. Well, first of all, I just want to give a big thank you to my co-host, Eric, for not calling it the Donald Brown Award of the Week. Um, I know that was in a different league. However, that trade for Jordy Nelson always seems to get brought up Nightmares. every couple of years. Nightmares. Nightmares, for real. Also, really quickly, J.P. Lossman sounds like an accounting firm. My, my bad call of the week. Uh, I think it might. We this might be a clean sweep. I'm not really sure. I didn't write this down, but uh, uh, let's just say that someone in our league actually played Mitch Trubisky last weekend. Tristan played Mitch Trubisky, who played so bad he actually got his ass sat for Nick Foles, who then came in and actually won the game. So Mitch Trubisky is essentially no longer even viable as a fantasy quarterback. He was now a backup. Um, and I just want to get a quick shout out to Hovey, dude. How, did we learn nothing? from Hobie's rant last year about Mitch the bitch. Have we been just having our head in the sand for the last 12 months? Hobie warned us about this person in particular, and some people didn't heed his warnings, and now they are uh, choosing to accept the consequences. So quick shout out to Hobie on that. Um, also, I just want to give a quick uh, second place bad call of the week to Curtis. I know it sounds like I'm shitting on the poor as it is. 
but he actually he actually chose the wrong junior this week. He played Washington wide receiver Steven Sims Jr. over his San Francisco running back Jeff Wilson Jr. He could have improved his starting lineup score by 20.4 points. Uh, and to be honest, I really don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities to play Jeff Wilson Jr. over Steven Sims Jr. So Curtis gets my second place J.P. Lossman award. Uh, Chris, did Connor jack your swag there with the pick? You got anything to add? I mean, he did, but uh, I mean, I just wanted to add. You know, I believe Tristan picked up Mitch Trubisky last week. Do, you, do we know how much he spent on him? Uh, I can't. Remember. I think it was a pretty low amount, but okay. Well, either way, wasted money. Terrible call. Uh, it sounds like Tristan's just been, you know, working away in the lab and not heeding Hobie's advice and picking up Mitch Trubisky. I mean, what the fuck was he thinking? Yeah, seriously, and honestly, one of the sadder things that I I, I played Tristan this week and. Mr. Whiskey outscored my quarterback, Matt Ryan, who, who did play the whole game. I've uh, seen it coming. But, uh, yeah, it's not, uh, hey, process I mean, over results, right, Connor? about Matt Ryan's wife, so. Process over results. Probably a win for him in that week. You know, True. I, uh, one, of the, one of his few wins. Uh, point of order very quickly. Chris, you are correct. Uh, Tristan did pick up Mitchell Trubisky last week during waivers. He spent $5 for him. $5. $5 he's never going to get back. Yeah, I've spent five dollars on you know many things south of the border. Chris, we don't want to hear what you spent five dollars on. <laughs> uh, I'll wrap it up here. My <laughs> JP Osman Award uh, goes to AMAC. Uh, if you were on the Discord last week, you would have saw the AMAC bet both me and Joe that he would outscore us in week three. Uh, for those keeping track, AMAC scored ninety four point one points last week. Joe scored one hundred forty one point six, and I scored one hundred forty three point three. So it, it was pretty close. But uh, <laughs> AMAC taking a double L right there. You he gets scared, but you don't make money. Or, exactly. All right. Stay scared though. Uh, Connor, we have a new another segment with you. Fun stats with Connor. Uh, what do you got for us? Yeah, I actually have very, two very fun and interesting stats. You know, actually, this should really be – it's funny, actually. I, uh, Spencer and I, once again, dude, honestly, we got to have Spencer on as just a statistician. The guy is just – he's a madman. He's all over the place, and I fucking love it. We, we've been kind of texting back and forth because I drafted Jordan Howard this year, and uh, Spencer has just been kind of trolling me about it. I thought he was going to be pretty decent for the Dolphins, and by decent, I mean I spent like $3 for him or whatever. So, you know, as decent as can be. Jordan Howard is actually on pace this year for 16 touchdowns that would be tied for 26th most ever in a single nfl season uh not including quarterbacks sorry um that would tie him with oj simpson barry sanders derrick henry and aaron jones shout out actually dude shout out oj all right but i gotta be honest man that's an insane statistic considering that all also jordan howard is on pace for the season for only 85 carries and 64 yards (laughs) He's averaging four yards and one touchdown a game. That is absolutely insane. Jordan Howard just, just uh, you know, ramming him in from close. Which uh, true. Also, Connor I have one other uh, interesting fact that I wanted to mention. I had this independently verified from two different sources that last week, uh, uh, before Sunday, Jarek McKinnon and Alexander Madison had the exact same trade value per online trade value fantasy football resources just wanted to throw that out there also cam Akers way higher typically double the value of jared oh, mckinnon okay. I, I i do see how that changed because mckinnon had a good weekend so I, and i actually i double checked uh they did change so mckinnon does have a higher trade value right now um but i just wanted to just remind eric you guys of these the, trade values off of dude uh, in, independently verified sources two of you're them you're in okay? the eid and trade values mean nothing, especially when you pay, you know, money to go see these values. 
very true. And I should have kept that in mind. But I just wanted to remind Eric that he needs to understand the concept of understanding that he should be process-oriented instead of outcome-dependent. <laughs> exactly. But he should be always uh, be closing. Isn't that oh, right? Also always be closing. Correct. Okay. Exactly. Just That's, to make sure. That, and that is fun stats with Connor. Our next segment here, we got, we're playing EEIG Pyramid. Uh, I think at this point in the season, there's there's been four tiers of teams that have kind of separated them out from each other, and we're gonna we're gonna unveil them as well as kind of have a little discussion, a question um, about each one. Do we, do we want to start from the top or the bottom? You guys, tops or bottoms? A power bottom for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's start from the bottom here, tier yeah, four. Man. And uh, I I made all these tiers, so whatever uh, complaints you have, you can direct them at me. But uh, we t- will. <laughs> tier four is Jordan, Spencer, and Curtis. Uh, any any uh, any disagreements from you guys there? What do you think, Chris? I mean, I see no reason to complain uh, with this tier. All pretty trash teams. Uh, Jordan, especially. Mm. As far as uh, for that name. As far as our early prediction for who you think uh, would would is going to win the toilet bowl from next tier, who are you taking? Oh, I mean, okay, we was Curtis and Tristan last year. I mean, Curtis is pretty much on pace for another appearance, and I, I would love to see him sweat that one out. So, I, I mean, I'm about to say Curtis and Jordan because I think Jordan he narrowly missed the toilet bowl last year, I believe, very narrowly. Very narrowly, yes. yeah. So, that's that's I'm sure he's already sweating. I, I agree with Chris here. I think Curtis is most likely to find himself in the toilet bowl again. If you, if you just look across his lineup, even with Mike Thomas coming back this week, I, I still. I, I just don't see it. I don't I mean, know about you. you got Drew Brees <laughs> Brandon Cooks the whole time. So. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Mike Thomas is irrelevant. With Brandon Cooks, you know, <laughs> eat up that attention in the slot. Maybe Mike Thomas is in for just a giant breakout. But uh, Connor, what, what's your answer? You know, I, I got to be totally honest. It, it really, I don't really feel bad uh, to see Jordan and Curtis at the bottom. Those are former champions. And typically there is that. Uh, second-year slump or some championship hangover. Uh, seems like for Curtis, it's lasting a little bit longer than usual. But what I do want to say, though, is that it hurts to see Spencer in this tier as well. Spencer, is he brings innovative strategies to the league. He uh, you know, is active about different statistics. He always makes sure that I know when my team is doing poorly, which I really appreciate. <laughs> I would love to see him in the Tier 3 column. Um, however, looking at his team, his team is pretty bad so i see why you put him in tier four however i would probably have put him in tier three based off of no no, no real world reason other besides the fact that it makes me sad it's true all right shout out spent though for providing those stats and like also, multiple I mean, stats i mean sounds like he's messaging you a lot and he's messaged me a lot too you know telling me all my guys are fucking injured and, you know, <laughs> helping me out all right let's move up to t- tier three here we got tristan amac and our special guest here chris uh, Connor, let's kick it right back over to you. Which one of these teams do you think has the best shot of maybe moving up into that next tier, like make, being a playoff team? God fucking damn it. Um, it's Say Chris's it, team, baby. dude. Say it's, it, baby. It's Chris's <laughs> team, dude. Like, out of those three teams, Chris has the best drafted team, bar none. Now, looking at the three managers, though, and I got to give Tristan a shout-out. The fact that he's not in Tier 4 is already a victory for him. He should just literally end the season today, and he would die happy, okay? But across the board... McCory and dare I say it, Tristan are better managers of teams than Chris. So even though Chris started from a, a lot higher, I think that as the weeks progress, Chris's team will eventually nosedive 
due to the, his terrible decision making and last paying attention to, to football in general. And I think that it'll be Amac and Tristan who could potentially bump up. Probably Amac. However, he does have this weird obsession with Patriots players and white wide receivers, and I think that might hurt him in the long run. So. To be honest, they should all just stay in tier three. Fuck them all. All right, Chris. Some harsh criticisms from Connor. I feel like I got to give Very you a mic to, uh, to respond. Very harsh. So, I mean, considering, what, 20 minutes ago, maybe? Not even 20 minutes ago, Connor was ranting in uh, Connor's corner about managers, how this is a made-up game of elves, goblins, and trolls. I don't see how he can bring <laughs> managers into relevance for tier three. I mean, seriously. I'll take I said nothing of the sort. I just I did. You just said I'm that I'm sorry, I don't know what happened. My team with no I have guys. no memory. I mean, this is a game, you know, where the points are made up and nothing matters. So whatever. You know, but uh, I, you know, I would say, uh, yeah, you know, I gotta respect the tier three picks. You know, I'm definitely, uh, am definitely on par with Amac and Tristan and uh, team strength, uh, given all I know about fantasy football in this season. You know, I'm I'm going with Chris as well for my answer on this one. I mean, Chris's team is already two and one, so he's off with a little bit of an advantage over the other two. But I just think if you look up and down his roster, he has the least amount of holes um, compared to Amac and Tristan's roster. Uh, so you know, I I think uh, you know 2020 is a crazy year, and it might just end with Chris making a, an appearance in the EEIG playoffs. That would be the perfect ending to the apocalypse 2020. Let's move on yeah. to tier two here. We got, let's see, we got five <laughs> teams in it. We got uh, uh, Brandon Cooks, Ben. We got myself, Connor, <laughs> Hobie, and Joe. Uh, I'll start with me. The question we got here, which one of these teams can give Jerry the most run for his money? Um, so spoiler alert, Jerry's in tier one by himself. Uh, but I think I'm going with Hobie or Ben. I think with the emergence of Daryl Henderson as Hobie's RB2, I think that's a big boost for his team. And I think if Ben is able to make a deal, either trading Russell Wilson or Josh Allen to, to improve his team, that he's right in the mix as well. So um, I'm going with those two there to potentially give Jerry a run for his money. Connor, who, who do you like out of this tier? So um, I, I'm also taking Hovey. I think uh, I would put Hovey as like a 1.5 tier. I mean, it's just a damn shame. He has the second most points scored in the league, and he's and he's one two. That's just super unlucky on his part. Like that just totally sucks. One thing I do want to mention, though. I mean, I know that Eric, you came up with these tiers. I'm looking at the total points scored, and actually Tristan has more points than Joe. So the, my question for you is, why did you put Joe a tier above Tristan, even though statistically Tristan has the better team? I mean, I think you look at Tristan's team, like the injury to McCaffrey probably hurts him in the long run. Uh, I feel like Joe's roster is a little stronger. Um, I, 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 I don't think it's a, I think it's a fair argument. You could maybe argue Joe's team is two or three. Joe's team should probably be one and two at, um, at least right now, if not own three. So I think it's a fair argument. Hey, Chris. Yo. This is just another example of Eric living in the past. Okay. All this guy does is talk about the historic half accomplishments because he hasn't even won. And yeah, I think in his head, Joe has this like historic relevance as like a bastion of the league. And that's why he put Tristan above him. Yet statistically through three weeks, Tristan has more points. What do you think about that, Chris? I mean, I think just Eric's probably just living in Joe's shadow. That's what it is. And he Ooh, just has I mean, to it's put been like my whole life with experience, him. though. And exactly. I mean, he, Joe's a big dude, too. Definitely has a big shadow. Um, but I would say, <laughs> I would say the tier, uh, tier two is probably good. You could probably bump, uh, yeah, Hovey up there. I think his team looks dangerous. Um, 
you know, what, what did you say? Trying to get back to what you said something about Ben. You know, if he can make some trades, Eric. I mean, yeah, cause those two quarterbacks he's got. Maybe he could trade Josh Allen for Brandon Cooks, and then that would really uh, maybe give himself uh, put him yeah, in the tier one I, talk. Maybe he's probably smoking something stronger than I am because Ben making trades usually doesn't happen. So, uh, you know, I would keep him down in tier two and probably, Ooh. you know, as we said before, poor managerial decisions, which don't exist in football, you know, tier two, tier two guys will probably fuck it up and I'll make my way up there. All right. So Chris predicting Ben to drop down and himself uh, to go up. You like to see it. And, uh, you know, we, we spoiled it already. T- tier one here. No surprise, Jerry. No surprise. Jerry on pace right now to lead the league in scoring for the third straight season. I I, I dug up some stats on this. Uh, this year, did Spencer send you these stats? No, this Spencer is this is a, my stats. own research. So this year, Jerry is averaging 155.6 points per game through three weeks. That puts him on pace for 2,489 points for the season. Jesus I believe Christ. Jerry led the league in scoring last year. He scored like 1,600 points. Uh, obviously, we added one additional starting spot to the roster this year, but 1,600 to 2,489, a, a huge jump. Um, you mentioned earlier, Hovey is on is in second place in points scored this season. Jerry has scored 77.3 more points than Hovey. So that means on average, if they played each week on average, he would be beating him by 25.7 points. Well, now now you care about stats all of a sudden? When have I not cared about stats? When, when you put Tristan's team below Joe's team. Anyways, we're talking about tier one here. Uh, He's made up numbers, Curtis, Curtis right, is in right. last points right. in, in points scored. Jerry has scored 175 more points than Curtis so far this oh season. Uh, that means on, three av- weeks. on average, he's beating him by 58.3 points per week. Uh, we oh mentioned already God. Jerry led the team and sc- Jerry led the EIG in scoring in 2019 <laughs> and 2018. Um, if you don't remember, that was Seamus O'Sullivan's number one team. Uh, what's I don't know. Have you guys heard anything about Seamus these days? Yeah, missing this guy, dude. I have so many goddamn monikers. I do want to say one thing though, is that um, looking at uh, Curtis's team at the bottom, he scored two ninety one point nine. He has the least amount of points scored in the league. You take a look at Joe's team, points against two eighty point one. Like literally, the average score of each of Curtis's team is higher per week than whoever's playing Joe, and Curtis is in last place. Right. That is insane to me. Maybe we should drop Joe down to tier three already. That almost doesn't make sense. Like, it makes sense, but it's like, wow, literally, it's like Joe, Joe is not even playing Curtis every week. He's playing literally whoever's below Curtis, which is no one every week. Joe luck continues, and it's bullshit. This fucking fantasy football bullshit. is so stupid. So my question here about Jerry, has Jerry cemented himself as a first ballot EEIG Hall of Famer? And I think the answer is clearly yes. Uh, I, I just have something to say, you know, uh, maybe like three or four years ago, I, I don't think I ever would have considered Jerry like uh, an elite fantasy owner. I don't think I wouldn't have considered someone that I was worried about, like making the right decisions, like doing any crazy trades that really improve his team. And I wanted to look back and maybe just think like, is my is my mind clouded or, you know, Am I looking at, you know, or am I looking, was I maybe thinking right? So I, I went and looked at prior seasons. So Jerry joined the league when we expanded to 12 teams. And in points scored in those seasons, Jerry finished 7th, 10th, 6th, and 9th. So not anything really great. But over the last three years, I mean, I don't know what kind of fancy football steroids Jerry is taking, but he is just like juice himself up to like a fancy savant. Like everyone talks about Joe with all these championships he won when like he was playing. It was like the special ed league. But like this is the (laughs) real deal. EIG, 12 teams. (laughs) 
uh, 12 teams. Everyone's, you know, you know, the league is at its all time high and Jerry is dominating. So like you have to cement, I, I don't think you guys can disagree with me. You have to cement them up there as a EIG hall of famer. Does anyone well, disagree? I don't disagree, but like, uh, we have a hall of fame. Yeah. When is this hall of fame boat? I mean, I don't know. We might Do have, we to... have to retire to be inducted. No, no, you can be a still active owner. Okay. Okay. This is not a hall of fame then. You know, I think I I uh, I think all winners. Since we haven't had someone win twice yet, I think that it's pretty clear that if you've won a championship, you should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, just want to give a quick jab at my co-host because he hasn't won anything, and clearly Jerry won last year, so he has the resume. On top of that, he's proven to be over the past couple of years a very solid regular season team as well. So I think that on paper he's one of the strongest. He's probably on paper the strongest manager over the last three years now if he can turn that into more championships he's obviously a lock for the hall of fame we, we, honestly we got to figure out like where this hall of fame is because i want to visit it yeah. and judge well, some of their probably in Marco Tio, dude, on oh, obviously it's in the muck dude it's, it's it by that is it by what's a place called golden palace golden house dude oh. golden house so close, dude. shout out golden house dude so close dude Dude, all I know about uh, Buckle Tio is that your guys' Taco Bell is in, like, the worst situation to get to. Like, it's so difficult <laughs> to get to that drive through It's insane. But anyways, um, yeah, I think I think he's on pace, dude. He's, he's been really solid. And, uh, you know, I think he should be proud of his team. He does a really good job drafting every year, makes good decisions, uh, picking up and dropping players. Like, he's, uh, he's a powerhouse. I got a question for you guys. Are you guys hungry? No. I ate some now. Well, yeah, no. uh, we got some Jerry's Berries for you guys. That's our next segment. <laughs> oh, that's where you're going with this? We're okay. debuting for you guys. Nice segue, dude. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jerry is a fans football savant. He's given us his his players he loves and, and hates for this week. Uh, and and <laughs> here you go. We got we got, we got got Jerry. Uh, Jerry's calling on can the I, line. Can I say um, one thing really quickly? Uh, I got a really ominous text from Jerry beforehand. And so I want to hear what this is all about. All right. Uh, Jerry, we got Jerry on the line. Let's hear what he has to say. This is our intro music. Are we going to basketball game? And now, oh my God. it's time <laughs> for Jerry's Berries. Your host from Western Washington University, J J J. Jerry! Now, your starting lineup for the Fruits of the Week. Add wide receiver from Louisville, standing six foot three, Devante Parker. Add wide receiver from Kent State, Julian Edelman. Quick note, uh, both Devontae Parker and Julian Edelman are projected around 11 points this week and ranked outside of the top 20. I expect both to be top 12 wide receivers. At quarterback from Harvard, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Currently ranked QB 17 this week, but will finish top 10. Now for the starting lineup of the Bad Berries. At running back from Oklahoma, Joe Mixon. RB32 this season. Hasn't even scored 11 points in a game yet. Ranked as RB11. Will finish at least RB20. 
at running back from Georgia, Nick Chubb. I expect Cleveland to lose to Dallas this week or be behind most of the game. So that means lots of Kareem Hunt in the backfield. Um, but Spencer has both of them, starting both of them. Doesn't really matter, but expect Kareem Hunt to severely outscore Nick Chubb. At wide receiver from Ohio State, Terry McLaurin. Going against the Baltimore team that was embarrassed Monday night, I expect the Ravens to return with a vengeance, meaning bad things for Dwayne Haskins and my guy, Terry McLaurin. And now, back to your hosts, Connor and Eric! Jerry! 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 That was good. Well, that was hype. Holy shit. That was pretty good. I wrote some of those down, by the way. Uh, Jerry's Barry, he's got Edelman and Devontae Adams uh, as top 12 wide receivers. Fitzpatrick, top 10 QB. He's got Mixon finish at RB20. Uh, Kareem Hunt to outscore Chubb. And I didn't hear the last part, but uh, apparently bad things for Terry McLaurin. Scary. Eric, you are muted, my friend. Oh, oh, I am awkward. muted. Sorry about that. So uh, thanks to Jerry <laughs> for calling in. This guy hosts. Uh, wow, dude. <laughs> uh, shout out to Connor for unmuting me. But uh, yeah, Connor, recap the picks there. Thanks to Jerry for calling in. Uh, we did have a trade go down this week. Um, we wanted to review it. We also got some thoughts from the owners involved. Hovey traded CD Lamb to Spencer for Anthony Miller and Sony Michelle. Um, got a reaction from Hobie here. He was saying pretty much that he just wanted to get some additional depth on his team. And uh, Spencer was in need of a starting receiver, so he was able to part with C.D. Lamb. I did get a uh, response from Spencer as well. Um, let me dig through my text here because, you know, Spencer was uh, dropping those stats on me earlier. Uh, while I do that, Connor, why don't you give your thoughts on the deal? You know, um, I'm all about my guys, you know, stats be damned because this is all fucking fake shit anyways. <laughs> I really like CeeDee Lamb. Um, I'm not a big fan of Sony Michelle. I, I try to stay away from New England running backs. Do not check who's on my bench. Um, Anthony Miller, I think with the emergence of Nick Foles could be useful, but um, I still think that CeeDee Lamb um, is one of my guys. I like him a lot. I think that he's going to emerge this year as a very strong wide receiver, almost like shades of Calvin Ridley last year. I actually would rather have CeeDee Lamb than Anthony Miller and Sonny Michelle. However, looking at Hovey's team, man, he really needs help at running back. Hovey, hit me up, bro. I have no running backs to give you, but I will definitely <laughs> give you a bad trade offer. So hit me up. Um, and, yeah, we'll see. You want, some, you want Brandon Cooks, dude? I heard that Drew Brees is, has a noodle arm now. I, I did find a response from Spencer here. He was saying basically he just thought he was getting a slight upgrade at receiver and uh, he was just in need of that starter. So it's kind of like, yeah. I feel like both guys got what they wanted. Spencer's looking for like a more quality starter. Hope he's looking for that additional depth, a little help with the running back position. Um, overall, Dude, that's bullshit. Hovey says he's looking for depth. He's going to start Sonny Michelle. That's not depth. All right. <laughs> he needed a running back. Like he, he had, and I think part of that is the fact that he has Derrick Henry. So maybe he'll play Derrick Henry over Sonny Michelle with the new backup rule. Um, but, yeah, there you go. Uh, overall, I think I'd say I'd probably rather be on Hovey's side of the deal. Um, I think Anthony Miller to CeeDee Lamb, I think with Foles coming in, maybe there's not – like I think Anthony Miller could emerge a little bit. He could benefit from that quarterback change. Maybe the drop-off between him and CeeDee Lamb isn't a ton. And to, and to get Sonny Michelle on top of it um, 
maybe makes the deal better for Hovi. I'm not huge on Sony Michelle. Uh, he obviously had a nice game last week, but I think, um, you know, when the Patriots get close, they've kind of shown this year that Cam is going to be the guy who is is uh, running the ball into the end zone. And, um, Dan, or failing at the one-yard line. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, but he's going to be the one with the opportunity. And I think um, with Damian Harris potentially coming back soon, I think he could be end up being that guy who, if they do hand the ball off on the goal line, um, gets to work. So I'm not I'm not huge on Sonny Michelle, but obviously it's an upgrade for Hovi, who's pretty depleted at running back. Um, before we before we break down into our our next segment here, we have an ad from one of our sponsors. That's that's right, Eric. Um, hi everyone, it's it's the commissioner. <laughs> Just wanted to take a moment and talk about our friends over at Badonk Bidet Industries. As the second biggest sports podcast sponsored by Bidet, the Questionable for Sunday podcast is incredibly thankful for Badonk Bidet Industries' continued support during these COVID-era times. If you haven't gone out and purchased a Badonk Bidet for yourself and your loved ones, you are selling your body short. Just this past weekend, I had a big old hankering for some goddamn Taco Bell nachos. So I drove over to my local T-Bell, and what do you know? They have a new menu item called the Nachos Party Pack. Now, it has jalapenos, nacho cheese guacamole tortilla chips all covered in beef from one of those one of their patented taco bell meat guns let's just say i was sold immediately but when i got to the drive-thru window they told me i actually had to wait for these nachos now as everyone knows when you order from taco bell you never have to wait they literally have things like waiting there for people to buy isn't that right chris definitely so i was confused to say the least but lo and behold (laughs) after a couple minutes they open the drive-thru window and hand me a cardboard box the size of a pizza and this wasn't your basic thin paper cardboard that you know is very typical of to-go orders. This was a corrugated, high-strength cardboard, the kind you have to break down before putting into your recyclables. To say the least, the entire nacho box couldn't even fit in my passenger seat. My mind immediately went to the absolute punishment I was going to give my asshole the next morning. <laughs> you guys have ever eaten too much in one day? You know the existential dread that hits you just thinking about how long you're going to spend on the toilet. It gives you and me, as it did the other day, anxiety. And I'm not talking about the good diarrhea moments because, you know, there are some times where it is nice to have a little diarrhea. Um, you know, it's just like, you know, when you haven't ejaculated in a while. Sometimes it's nice just to get it out of your system. But this wasn't one of those times. This was your typical Taco Bell squirts. But with the Badonk Bidet, I had zero fear. I tore into that three square feet of nachos with little remorse or logic as I shoved more chips covered in sour cream and guacamole into, into my permanently opened mouth. I realized that I was safe from the day after Taco Bell Blues. And while my toilet would not forgive me, at least my butthole will. Because with the Badonk Bidet, with its high pressure hose aimed directly at my queef machine, it will soothe any of those small cuts that you get from passing of sharp edged tortilla chips. When you purchase a Badonk Bidet, you're not only making a commitment to proper hygiene, you are giving your body a get out of jail free card for the occasional fast food binge that we all do at least three times a week. With its patented high-pressure hose, which is reinforced with wire mesh and has two or more layers of high-density plastic, the Badonk Bidet will turn any anal fissure into a small but manageable group of subdermal cuts, which, as we all know, only hurts your chocolate starfish at a fraction of the pain level as your typical anal fissure. So, if you haven't gone out and purchased your Badonk Bidet from Badonk Bidet Industries, I highly recommend that you do so. Not only will we thank you for supporting the Question for Sunday podcast, but your butthole will thank you too. 
Don't forget to use the promo code McKinnon for Madison, spelled M-C-K-I-N-N-O-N, letter uh, number four, M-A-T-T-I-S-O-N, at badonkbaday.com to receive 2% off your next Badonkbaday Industries order. Once again, that's promo code McKinnon for, Ma- for Madison to get 2% off your next order. We all love football season, but we also love a clean ass. So please go out there, support the podcast, go get yourself a Badonk Bidet. And I just want to say thank you to Badonk Bay Industries for being a wonderful sponsor of the Questionable for Sunday podcast. I love Badonk Bidet Industries. I love it. Keeping the podcast Let's alive. See, can we get some uh, specifications on this bidet? What's the water temperature? That, uh, so that's actually apple? a that, great question, Chris. I'm really happy you asked. That. That's actually a feature of the bidet. You can set the water temperature. Oh, um, nice. I believe you can't go lower than 150 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and I think it goes from 150 to 212, which is the boiling point of water. So it is going to be a little hot for your tush, but uh, definitely worth it in the long run. Just boil your asshole closed. Yeah, moving on to our next you heard it here first, here, guys. You know, Joe knows a lot of stuff. He knows taxes. What, what else does he know, Connor? What, what do you think Joe oh, knows? Uh, don't put me on the spot like that. Um, he knows uh, where to buy uh, really bad collared shirts. <laughs> uh, Chris, what do you think Joe knows? He definitely knows how to hit layups in your guys' backyard. I've seen him for many years doing that. Is that true? That is true. Joe knows a lot of stuff. Joe knows layups. Uh, Maybe up for argument. I think Joe knows gambling pretty well. And we got Joe calling in on on the line here. He's got some some picks uh, he wants to give us this week. Hi guys, we got a little bit of a new segment debuting this week where we got Joe's best bets. We got one on Saturday and two on Sunday for you guys. Uh, This week on Saturday, the best bet is Baylor, minus two and a half versus West Virginia. I expect Baylor to win this game rather easily, so I think that is a great bet for anybody who likes money. The NFL game I actually like the most this week is the Minnesota-Houston under um, the over-under is 50, set at 54.5. I just can't see this game being that high of scoring. I don't think either of these teams are great on offense. I expect the under to hit. And for those of you who like playing the teasers, the teaser I got this week is Patriots, Dolphins, Washington, and the Titans. Um, the props for player yards and touchdowns are not out yet, so I will be posting that later this week. All right. Shout Thanks, out, Joe. Shout out to Joe at the picks there. You, gives a, you know, a nice college football bet Baylor minus three the under and the and the Texans and Vikings game and a nice exotics bet there with with the teaser uh Chris Chris you're fully aware of the exotics I don't know of the gambling kind but uh what'd you what'd you think of Joe's picks there I mean you know I'm not much of a gambler so you know I won't go too much into it I'd rather talk about the exotics <laughs> Connor, Connor what'd you think of Joe's picks you fading them uh you, well, you going on them what, what do you think um, you know, I, I actually, you know, I, I have no idea, to be totally honest. I have no fucking clue what the hell Joe's talking about. Um, however, um, I, I do, t- I, yeah, that's the teasing right there. It's Joe teasing us. Um, I think, though, that uh, I'm just going to come out and say it on the Questionable for Sunday podcast. I'm going to put $5 on Baylor minus two in the under of the Minnesota uh, uh, Texans game. So uh, that's going to be a $10 bet for uh, the commish, and we're going to see how it plays out. And we're, let's find out if Joe actually knows. Huh? All right, you'd love to see it. All right, Joe already getting some action on his picks. Um, we had to waiver wire go through today, this morning. Uh, we're not going to um, go through everyone who's picked up on the waiver wire. Each of us is just going to give our picks of the week. Chris, let's start with you. Who do you like uh, in the waiver wire pickups this week? 
Um, let's see. In the notes, I wrote down Eric or Joe, and I cannot fucking remember who Joe picked up. Um, but I actually was classic part of the league, dude. Yeah. We no one has any fucking clue what the hell they're yeah. doing, but they still end up beating me because they're fucking lucky, dude. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. I th I didn't think Joe had any money left, but I thought he was. You know, I thought he was gonna blow all that, but I uh, clearly didn't. But uh, Eric, I saw you had picked up uh, whatever. Braxton Berrios. Braxton Berrios, great name. Uh, I actually had him originally, uh, and was gonna pay like fifteen dollars for him, uh, but I went with Hunter Renfro instead, and saw you picked him up for zero. So uh, go suck a dick, dude. You love to see it. Getting those. Uh, yeah. You know, I had to join the white wide receiver club and pick up Berrios. It's a good club. Caught touchdown each the last two weeks, so I went for it. Uh, Connor, who who do you think had to pick up of the week? So um, I know that Brian Hill is had a really good run. I actually watched that um, this past weekend. He got scored some points, and you know he's been explosive in the past. He's one of those guys that I, I really know about a lot because he's always on the fringe of fantasy. So he's always either getting picked up or dropped, which is kind of funny because like you tend to get to know those kind of players more than people who actually are relevant in the real world. Um, looking at Cordell Patterson, though, not, you know, I see why he was picked up with Tariq Cohen going out with an ACL injury. Makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah. um, but out of those two, I'm not a huge fan of both. I did pick up Ryan Hill in a different league. However, I do want to say, man, I really like the T. Higgins pickup. I um, I really like T. Higgins this year. Um, I really enjoy all my rookie wide receivers. I think they get a little bit of uh, – they get a little shit on a little bit, you know, because they don't have that proven record. But uh, at the same time, you know, T. Higgins, they're clearly going to throw the ball a lot the Bengals. AJ Green is I was text actually, you know, in my conversations with uh Ben Brandon Cook Cesari, I was telling him that AJ Green's fool's gold, which is iron pyrite, it's not real gold, it's fool's gold. Mm -hmm. And so I think that eventually AJ Green, the wheels are gonna fall off literally, he's gonna fall apart because that's what he does every year. He gets injured and doesn't play. And when that happens, I think that T. Higgins is gonna be one of Burroughs guys. I really like that pickup this week from uh, Joe, I believe. Yeah, Joe, the two pickups Chris was mentioning there was Cordell passing for $54, yeah, T, T against for 51 I just got to say, Cordero passing Drop for 54 Drop carry on Johnson, though. The <laughs> next highest bid for Cordero passing was $8 from Curtis, and Joe spent Yeesh. 51 on T. Higgins. The next highest bid was 19 from Spencer. Did AMAC log into Joe's account and make his waiver his waiver mouse this week? Like, what's going on here, Joe? Uh, going a little crazy. Joe doesn't know waiver pickups, apparently. But they, Let's keep in mind, Joe also spent, what was $180 on Wayne Gallman? On the lame, yeah. Don't, don't, don't forget that. But, uh, don't forget. But hey, like AMAC always says, scared money don't make money. Uh, I'm giving my waiver wire pickup to week, of the week to Jordan for his pickup of Brian Hill. Uh, you look at last week's game, uh, Todd Gurley had 14 carries. Brian Hill had nine, so pretty close in the carries there. Um Hill had the nice touchdown. He also had a catch for 22 yards. I think he's probably more likely to be involved in the passing game. And, you know, Todd Crow's getting old. Maybe by the end of the season, you know, you never want to hope or a guess injury on someone, but definitely within the realm of possibilities. Uh, as we discussed after the podcast last week with AMAC, um, I think if Gurley were to go down, Hill could would definitely see increased value. And, I mean, the Falcons aren't really going anywhere. They could maybe try to see what they have in Hill at by the end of the season, and maybe he's getting more carries than Gurley. Uh, so I like the pickup there from Jordan. Uh, we're going to quickly go over our picks this week for week four. We're not going to like break down the matchups or anything. We're all just going to give our picks. Um, this week I'm going with Tristan uh, over Connor, I believe, right? I'm going with Joe. Yep. I'm going with Ben. I'm going with Hovey. And in the game of the week, Jerry versus myself, I'm going with Jerry. Connor, who do you got? I'm confused. There's only five names. 
Shouldn't there be six names? Oh, there should be six names. Let me yeah, see counting, here. once again, not one of our strong suits okay, here at the Question for Sunday podcast. Uh, while Joe, sorry, excuse me, while Eric sorts that shit out. Um, yeah, obviously this week I'm picking myself. I mean, I think my team's going to bounce back. I have like the fifth most points scored over three weeks. It's just unlucky that I'm one and two. Not as unlucky as Joe, though. Sorry, excuse me, Hobie. Um, I got Jerry. I got Joe. I got Ben. I got Hobie. I got Amac. Chris, uh, who do you got here while I figure out my last pick? I think you're missing Spencer Jordan, right? I'm missing A Mac yep. and Curtis, I believe. But... A Mac Curtis. No. Um, let's see, where did I go with? Uh, I went obviously. You know, I'm winning myself. Going for three and one. Um, the Jerry is definitely going to crush you, Eric. Uh, Tristan, I think will bounce back against Connor. Uh, Spencer, he's probably got his stats right this week, so he'll probably win. Uh, and I think we went with Ho. Let's see, is that too many? Or am no. I missing one? No, you, you got mine. Oh my goodness! Oh no, I said Amac because you know I saw he has Gio Bernard. That's the only reason. <laughs> All right. I do want to mention that adding up our predictions over the first three weeks of the season, Eric is seven and five predicting the winner. I am four and eight, uh, which sucks. And the guest, which was just Amac last week, is three and three. In my last pick, I'm going with the upset. Give me Curtis over Amac for his first victory this season. Ooh, crazy for this one, boy. All right, and. Uh... Tristan has delivered once again this week with uh, this track. We're going to end the pod with it here. And I, I believe it is about yours truly. Um, but, you know, we're listening to it live. So uh, let's see what we get out of him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Before we start, a quick little note from Connor. For the co-host, Eric himself, Connor says, you suck, I hate you, you make me cry. Body and Tristan, I got you, Connor. And for your boy, Aaron, look, like Tom Coughlin, he's a terrible coach, brain-dead dipshit, retarded fuck, he drives his team like a garbage truck. The kid never learns. He offers shit for trades. A cost and Connor weekly, like Hopkins for a Beyblade. He is a low ball lifer. Jerks off his brother. Sucks Spencer's dick and plays with his mother. But don't let that fool you. He's still a decent guy. His pull up may be weak, but he gets the college try. Just remember when he loses. We hear it on the pod. Clearly, I'm the fucking retard. Yeah, you ain't the fantasy god. <laughs> Fuck you, Eric. What's up? Oh, I love it, dude. I love Rex. it, Tristan. Another thank Rex. you, Tristan. Thank you. <laughs> Another great distract from Tristan. Some harsh words there. Can um, I just say that the three of us have been Tristan's first three targets. We're going to create a support group where we can cry on each other's shoulders. But damn, Eric, you kind of got burned pretty tough on that one. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I get burned pretty tough. Some, some nice I'm going to re-listen to that so I can write down all the things that Tristan said and then remind <laughs> you about them throughout brother. the weeks. Because Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got to say, I feel like Tristan came a little harsher after I, uh, you know, gave him that work this week in week three. a big victory. But uh, damn, man, that's all I can say. Yeah, speechless. You made you made the co-host speechless. Woo! Seriously. Sweet success. He's back to last year's. I feel like I need to go uh, grab a bucket I I... to shed my tears in. Uh, so that's gonna do it for for this week's of the podcast. Dude, can you play that again? I gotta li- uh, or at least post that in Discord, dude. I gotta listen to that again. It'll get posted on the Discord. Eric's Don't be worry. Sitting on his badonk right. bidet tonight. After you know. <laughs> <I am. laughs>
after I, you know, I cry myself to sleep but, uh, and use my bidet. But uh, that's going to do it for this week's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. It was great. Chris, you were awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for on, stopping man. by, Chris. Really yeah, appreciate it, it, man. Good to have Good you. Fun. Again, if you guys Looking have... forward to next week. Yeah, man. If you guys have any suggestions for the pod, any uh, segment ideas you want to get involved, uh, reach out to Connor and I. Uh, we're more than happy t- to get everyone going on it. Um, but that does it for this week's episode. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.